Hey everyone, welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Haggerty. Haggerty. Can't even say my own surname right today. It's Friday, let me off. But today I'm joined by the founder of Interesting Content. Even the name sparks interest, so well done on that. Mr. Sud Singh, how are you today? I'm very good, thank you. And I sometimes forget my own name, not because I'm all my luck because sometimes I start the day off with a shot of vodka, like everyone should. Yeah, it's uh, you must be part <laughs> Russian. Yeah, oh man, I in my past life I probably was. Yeah, you need to just go. Have you ever been there? Have you been, ever been to Russia? Uh, not to Russia, but I've been to my my best mate's Polish, so I go. Um, you know, he's taken me to a couple of the trips to his country. It's amazing. Have you? Have you? I haven't. I haven't been to Russia. I haven't been to Poland. Uh, but it's on my. I would love to do Russia. I'd love to just go off and explore and hopefully not get shot. That's oh. sort of the the goal of that holiday, if you can call it that. Hopefully, the only shots will be vodka. Exactly, vodka <laughs> in the morning, vodka in the. Although I haven't drank in a year, so if I go, oh. if I go now, I'll be like, Phew. oh, good for you, man. Yeah, it's uh, it was it's so funny. There's no re like every, whenever you say you haven't drank, it's like, oh my god. You must be an you must be an ex-alcoholic or whatever. It's like, no, I didn't even drink much in the first place, which actually made me think, what's the point of drinking at all? Uh, but yeah, in October it's a year, so I'm either gonna celebrate with like seven bottles of red wine, which is probably the one thing I do actually miss, or just carry it on. So we'll see. But alas, this isn't about me. This is about you, my friend. Let's start off by, I guess let's start off by you just saying, you know what is interesting content in terms of your business, not just in general? So interesting content is essentially, I mean, like I really believe that everyone in every one of us walking around has a unique story. Um, you know, that could be where you're from or your upbringing or the things you do in life that makes you who you are. And, you know, like really, I looked really deep into this with my uh, colleagues and you know, I spoke to a few of my um, fellow founders and essentially, you know, like we have a unique reason for reasons for doing what we do. And the, I believe that if you bring that out and you share that with someone, they will remember that story in terms of, okay, Stephen does this because he had this and this is how it led to him doing what he's doing right now. Um, so essentially interesting content is about exploring what makes you unique. Um, in the world of business, it's more like, look, you buy Pepsi or you buy Coke. There's a reason why you do something. And, you know, like it could just be on the surface, it's available and, you know, you like the taste or whatever, but there are certain great reasons why you are kind of um, drawn to something. And we help companies find what that is and actually explore that and put that out to the market. I love that. I mean, my first question from that has to be, why do you do what you do then? What is your story? You know, this is a good question. Um, from a from an entrepreneurship perspective, uh, you know, my granddad was a really big entrepreneur and he's essentially, you know, like my hero. Um, and, you know, growing up watching him, uh, you know, do his business, you know, create his kind of empire in a way um, was something that I kind of grew up with. And without knowing um subtly he all of those things kind of rubbed off on me um so when i was working for my old company and you know for pre previous companies i'd always had this feeling of wanting to do something for myself 
Um, and around 2011, I was working for um, this great company and it went from 15 people to 50 people. Um, I mean, obviously I, I would take all the success and it was all down to me, yeah, but naturally. Just, um, just seeing that process really kind of inspired me. And I thought, you know what, um, I can do this for myself. And it took me, I mean, I think it was probably a bit of naivety, uh, a bit of stupidity to walk away from a fairly safe job. I was doing pretty well and going from that to going for, to having literally no income, just living off savings and money I had saved up for setting up the business. Um, and, you know, like, as they say, like, you know, shit got real after a year into it. And I thought, you know what, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. Especially <laughs> the, when I... the shiny bubble that all outsiders see in terms of like a perfectly run business was officially broken. It was. And, you know, there's there are a lot of there's, there's lots of people advocating for entrepreneurship and, you know, saying it's the best thing ever. Um, but you know, you talk to founders, you know, we and you know, you yourself know, you know, like there are many ups and downs that we don't really discuss or you know, like um, really sort of uh, talk about it openly. Whereas we just talk about the successes, the IPOs, the you know, the things that you do once you've made it. Whereas that journey, uh, I kind of like, in a way, that journey toughens you up and prepares you for um, being very, very resilient. Um, so yeah, like just to sort of uh, come back to that, yeah, you know, like uh, I was stupid. Then I started, set up my own company, saw how hard it was, uh, and I've survived so far to tell the tale. I mean, yeah. Listen, if they say, what is it that you, if you survive the first year of business, you're already doing pretty well. So you, you're already doing pretty well. Let's put it that way. Um, for you, when you made that decision to go, listen, I'm gonna. I'm going to follow my father, uh, my grandfather's footsteps. I'm going to set up my own business. One that must have been a, a huge moment for you as well to sort of like step into that new identity. But how were those early days shifting from, you know, working in normal businesses or other people's businesses, watching their growth to going, OK, now this is my time to shine. This is my time to to grow a business, my time to, you know, make my granddad proud, as it were um good question Stephen um I would say it was like at that time you know at that moment the way I saw it was I was being you know like I was a lot lot younger 10 years younger and I, I think I had a lot of testosterone in, in terms of look if I can do this for for these guys I can do this for myself yeah. but a lot of it was like from a very very young and impressionable age I saw you know, my granddad doing things in his own way and being able to use his own ideas and do whatever the hell he wants to, you know. And I think that always had that, you know, I've, I mean, I guess I have like that kind of rebellious streak of not just following the kind of linear career path or, you know, carving out something that I really, really wanted to do. Um, and, you know, I hated being told what to do uh, sometimes. So sometimes I think that's, will do. I think that's yeah. a really, I think that's a really common trait in founders and entrepreneurs. It's like we really just have this overarching thought of we've got to pave our own way. You know, it, I think one of the, you mentioned about sort of the struggles earlier, you know, that we don't talk about. I think one of the biggest struggles in those early days are often that acceptance of help. Mm. Because we go into things going, 
I've done, you know, I've, I've seen people do this, I can do this. Sure, I, you know, how hard can it be that those classic yeah. things? And then it's not actually that easy. No, it's not. It's not, not going to be an overnight success. I mean, you know, you've grown this business from zero to, you know, six figures plus, which is a, an incredible achievement. But that just doesn't happen without stress, without negatives, without all those things that, like you said, are perhaps a are hidden away. Although most recently, I think people are starting to share a lot more, which is fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, you're completely right in terms of um, we are in a stage where we are allowed to express our um, difficulties that you're going through, not just like with close friends, but you know, it's, you know, people are publicly saying, look, I'm suffering through mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, and these are the things I'm going through. Um, you know, luckily, I don't have it as bad as uh, some some of the people I know. Um, but I think, it, you know, and also going back to what you were saying about um, needing accepting help, you know, like in the beginning, you know, like after that year to year kind of honeymoon period, uh, you know, money started running out. But then I had to like think, OK, I got to get sales on the board because, um, you know, I was, I was a salesperson for my previous company. And I was like, OK, look, what can I do to actually help myself to get to where I want to get to? And in the beginning, you know, there was lots of resources on YouTube, but they're all like very, um, you must work hard and do this. It's, yeah. It wasn't kind of practical. And through like, like Gary V, hustle, 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 but no actual yeah. practical advice. Well, I, we can come back to Gary V <laughs> later on. But what, what I actually did was I, I sat down and I spoke to my mom and, you know, she's just like, look, just do one thing at a time. Mm. Um, start something or don't and with the intention of finishing or don't start it at all and I that advice you know some of the best advices kind of take a while to sink in so I was thinking about that for weeks and I was like you know what I'm going to do something and I'm not going to finish until it's done um, and that led me to start like looking at uh, self-help books and stuff and that helped me kind of explore this whole world of entrepreneurs who'd been through it before. And it gave me so much insight into, okay, train yourself up, um, mistakes. Um, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. It was like, um, it was more like, you know, I couldn't afford a coach. I couldn't get a business coach or, or, you know, I didn't have the foresight that time to get a mentor. Sure. So I just started reading loads and loads of books on entrepreneurship, autobiographies, and that really kind of helped me get my, you know, like see myself at, at where I was at. And it sort of helped me kind of get myself out of it, you know? Um, mm. For you, I mean, it's one of those classic things and I hate to say it, but usually our parents are right. And uh, that that bit of advice is so accurate in so many things in life because it not so much the just get start, but it's the make sure you start something with the intention of finishing it. Yeah. Because that for me is the the crucial part. It's like you can start a hundred and one things in life, and as entrepreneurs, we both know that we probably have a hundred and one business ideas a week. And yeah. You know, whenever we walk down a street, we might think, oh, actually, maybe I can solve that problem a little bit better than that person's doing. But to make a successful founder and a success successful entrepreneur, it is only the ideas that we uh, that we sort of commit to in terms of finishing or actually commit to in terms of building upon something, because you could argue, like, is it ever finished for you? 
when you when that advice sunk in and you know you started to obviously go through quite uh it sounds like you went through quite a reflective period as well in yeah. terms of your life and business moving forward after that point what changed what changed in the business what changed for you uh, and because that's the interesting bit it's the it's like the effect of that implementation yeah um during that reflective period i guess you know like i kind of saw what my failings were or what my shortcomings were you know like i was i'd go after the shiniest objects and say oh yeah we should do this or and you know the next moment something else came up i'd go for that whereas i'd never see something from start to finish um and that's what i realized about myself so i thought how can i change this and it's all to do with things like um it's all the mentality nothing physically changed with me and nothing suddenly came in changed my life forever you know you know no no one said oh you know here's a million pound contract you know let's, let's do business it's more like you know like i kind of realized like um i'm in the get rich slow scheme you know like where you make every possible mistake there is to get to where you want to get to rather than seeking that instant uh, success which doesn't really exist anywhere yeah. Um, so many people chase. Yeah, and I think the me that started ten years, eleven years ago, versus me right now is more like I've seen and experienced a lot of things, yeah. and a lot of it has to do with thinking long term, taking your time, and you know making the right decision uh, with all the information that you have at that time, without sort of making a rash decision based on emotions. I mean, I still do. You know, we all make decisions based on your our emotions, but. It's more like, um, you know, what do I really want to do? You know, who do I really want to hang out with? What kind of person do I want to be? And I think that is the moment that I, that is during that time, that's what I realized. Those questions have cha changed everything. For yeah. you, if we bring it to, to present day now, how do you ensure that you yourself as the founder and obviously crucial part in the business is still in that right mindset is still in that mindset to make sure that the business is doing everything that it needs to do and also you're doing everything that you need to do to make sure the business has what it needs i would say so we have this thing um every week we we dedicate one day a month to learning so what that means is uh, we have we just sit down as a team and just watch uh loads of like ted talks uh read articles together or or stuff that you know inspires us um so a lot of that is to do with like continual learning and one of the things i learned you know it's like less you know learning for life kind of thing where one of the things i learned was i was like the biggest bottleneck within the business you know like i'd meddle into things like the creative side of um content creation or i'd meddle into like let's make our payroll more efficient or let's <laughs> let's talk to the accountant and say why are you doing this in this way whereas you know, I let my my team and the people we we bring in, or consultants and freelancers, to do what they're really good at. And I think, um, you know, like to answer that question, it's more like I let people who are around the business do what they're really good at, and I try to step back. Um, and you know what? Like stepping back has actually helped me because I've learned that, um, you know, the reason these people have been assembled, or the reason. We, we do these things is because there's a reason, you know, this person's really good at production. So let's just let them do that. This person's an amazing director, you know, just let them get on with it. Whereas I try to stay out of the way as much as I can. You know, like things I'm good at is like things like talking to people, doing sales, doing marketing, coming up with some ideas. 
Um, and that's, I think I just sort of restrained myself to that and then just let yeah. other people do. I mean, it's clear that you now know your strengths as well, because again, if we think about what people struggle with, that's a, that's a huge one, like the art of delegation, the art of knowing your strengths, but also the art of knowing what you're not good at. Yeah. Because those bits that you're not good at in a business are the ones that, like you said, are causing that bottleneck. Because if we come back to that entrepreneurial mindset again, naturally we want to learn. We want to try and figure it out. We, we are a solution-based species in the entrepreneurial world. Yeah. And every problem we think, I can figure that out myself. But it's yeah. only when we, I guess, give yourself permission to be like, actually, no, someone else, is, someone else can do that. Someone else is better than that. It's really great to hear that that's that happened to you as well because you know thank you for being honest because i think it happens to so many people um if we if we now talk about content right if we talk about people's views on it i think over the last couple of years the content production world has sort of exploded 10 years ago there would just never be a, a content agency it was all sort of muddled into one people yeah. are now obviously getting niched down and things like this What's your view on it? What's your view on over the last couple of years, content being at the forefront of a lot of just marketing strategies? Um, I well, I obviously I would say it's good because it's benefiting. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, if you if you said anything else than that, I'd be like, hmm, that's a bit odd. No, I think you know what. Um, you you go to work, you listen to a podcast. That's what I do on the tube. Um, you come home, you go on Netflix, watch, binge watch a documentary series or binge watch a box set or, or you know you go on um you know you go on instagram and you watch short stories and i think linkedin just today actually announced that they're going to do linkedin, LinkedIn stories. stories yeah that's um right. and you know i think like and just before we were we went on air um you mentioned how this podcast format is pretty unique because people want to have here and you know drop in on long form conversations you know you look at uh joe rogan you know his podcasts are like four hours yeah two, five hours, two long. hours minimum pretty much and you know like i find myself like listening to at least two hours of it before i fall asleep or before you know i do something else and then the next day i i pick up where he left off i think as human beings we have this desire to just learn about how people do things there is this kind of like branch of thought which says, okay, our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. But I reckon it's the opposite, you know, like through things like this, you know, like, or the fact that people actually binge watch eight hours of programs in one go, yeah. you know, you can't tell me the same person is like, um, has a short attention span. Um, I also think that we as a, a species are just so interested in other people's lives yeah that that is why because we have obviously there's a huge debate which i'm going to ask about in a minute in terms of like short form long form you know what's the right content and i'm sure there's not actually a correct answer but when you just said that about you know joe rogan and and two four-hour podcasts it immediately made me think actually we crave sort of that insight into people's lives into people's businesses and the more you know, let's just give a really bad crash example, but, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians is literally yeah. about a show where you're just following people's lives yeah. and people got hooked on it. And it's the same with 
this podcast and other podcasts similar to that, people love it and get hooked on it because we're given a very unique insight into our lives. And I think yeah. that ticks a big box in terms of people's desires. You know, just following up from what you what you mentioned, it's that it's the, we have this real desire for, um, you know, delving deeper into the, not just the superficial stuff, you know, like, yes, you run a podcast, you do this, 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 but you know, what, what made, made you do what you want to do? You could do whatever you want to do right now. Um, and I think if someone's interested or someone, you know, someone were to encounter that you know, randomly and they, you know, it piques their interest, they will listen in or they will, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. What's whole... making us on a Friday afternoon at 1230 have this conversation? Exactly. You know, and I'm a, you know, like we have our own podcast and each one's around an hour. It's not just about, okay, tell me all the facts about your life. You went to university here, you went to do this, you know, it's more like, why did you do this? You know, why, um, what makes you who you are? And, you know, like what, what I was saying earlier, it's like once people kind of, once you say, okay, the reason I'm doing this is X, Y, Z. And I came to this conclusion because of all the tiny little coincidences that brought me to life in that particular moment. Um, and I think people love to hear that and people love to explore. Um, of course, you know, we are busier than ever. Um, but I think people love getting into the depths and, you know, like really exploring something. Yeah, it, it, it makes it so relatable though. Even if they, that, even if that, someone hasn't gone through it or, you know, isn't even on that sort of wavelength or part of their journey yet, they, they can still respect it and they still have that interest and they still yeah. can relate to some part of the story on some level. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned about how most decent podcasts and like yours and mine are not just like hey where did you go to university what did you study because that's the easy stuff people like if i look on your linkedin profile i'm sure I, it says that at the bottom right um and if you look at anyone's profile or you google anyone you can pretty much find out all the mandatory stuff that is out there but yeah people don't care about that like you said they care about the you know what did you learn how did that affect you how did you implement that how can we, me as a listener relate to that? That's all. Is that's all the conversation is going on subconsciously in their head, which makes it a really interesting time. Um, I said I was going to bring it up. Long long form copy, short form copy. You know, there's so many people out there. I think now preaching about what's the quote unquote right thing to do. Like this is the law of content to make it a success. Mm. What's your view on all of this? So I mentioned if, Gary Vee earlier, and you were like, "I'm going to speak about him later." So this is a great. Well, you know, uh, let's go back to. Well, I want to go to Gary Vee later on, but what you said is really interesting because it's more like, uh, let's say you were to get um, your an eye operation, okay, and you, um, you know, the, the first thing you do is you'd research, okay, because you've only got two eyes. If something goes wrong, you know, you're you're you've messed up, okay. Yeah. So you'd want to research every little thing about that, or Let's say you're going to pay, make a big purchase, or you know, buy buy a house, or buy uh, you know a substantial purchase. You want to make sure that you're uh, you read up everything about there is to know about something before you kind of delve in. Mm. So there is that, and you know, people want to sort of explore that. Whereas the same content wouldn't be of interest to someone who's just sort of let's say you know browsing on Instagram. They're in a different kind of mode. Where yeah. if you're on Instagram and I want to sell you a washing machine. I wouldn't say this washing machine has this, this, this. I would just say, look, this is going to 
this is cool, it's new, and it's got lots of features, like I don't know, you can control it with your app, or you can control it with your uh, with the voice command, whatever that may be. Um, and you know, once I've got your interest, then you know, I know that you want, you know, you you have a desire for finding out more. So you'd want to uh, maybe research a bit more about does it fit my, you know, does does it work with hard water or soft water? Does it whatever that may be. Whereas, you know, like I think it's like once people know that your product or service or some whatever you're trying to sell exists and it's of relevance to them, then they will delve more deeper into it. You know, like the kind of the funnel, um, yeah. the top of the funnel, people, you know, you don't want to bore people because no one wants to sort of go through a big kind of book. Yeah. You want to have enough content to pique their interest. And once they're interested, then, you know, you'd sort of um, yeah. give them more information. Wanna, like start off with a fish and end up with a harpoon. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, for in the example, if you were to use the example of uh, I, I don't know why I came up with that. Um, <laughs> You know, you'd be like, I want to get my eyes lasered. Um, okay, there's a place around the corner for me. And then you'd be like, oh, it exists. And then the second thing you'd be like, oh, you know, who's running it? Are they professional? Who's actually doing the operation? Mm -hmm. You know, you'd want to know, um, have other people gone through it before? What kind of testimonials uh, have they left? Or have they got a Google review or, or Trustpilot or whatever? And you know, that's when you're at your interest. You're not even thinking, oh, you know, I want to get my, you know, you're thinking, is this the right thing for me? Yeah. So at that moment, you know, the content that you want to consume is different to what you would, the top of the funnel where it's very different. Um, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting though, because all of those questions as well are often done without thinking. It's just the natural way we process information and and process the discovery format. And now that, you know, there's so many bits of software out there to, to make people go through those thinking processes and, and uh, thinking formats. For you, when you're working with a client or you're working on your own um, sort of strategy, what's the hardest part of really connecting with the right audience, really connecting with that person and sort of getting that first trigger event to make them go through those that thought process um i think it's uh getting the attention so it's not a case of um you know you've got let's say you've just invented the wheel you know it's not loving just, your analogies by the way <laughs> um yeah they help me think actually and you know help me I, i'm a big fan I, i'm always putting an analogy to things you know let's say you've invent you know invented the wheel right um a smart individual like yourself, you know, it's, it's possible that you would, yeah, or what obviously. you're doing is, yeah. is good. Um, but let's say you've come up with something really new that will literally make life, people's lives easier. Um, there's a certain way of getting that to the market or getting the attention of who it's going to benefit the most. And there's a thing where I think it's like Google has this research called Zero Moment of Truth. Okay, it's uh, 7 4 11. Um, so in order for human beings to trust one another or to build that relationship, you need to have seven hours of interaction with that person or the good or the services, whatever that may be. 11 different interactions. So it's not just a case of, okay, let's speak, on, let's speak on the phone, let's speak by email. It's more like 11 different interactions. So in the dating world, it's like, you know, you go, you know, let's say you're dating with someone on, on an app, you, you message them, you go out for a drink, and you continue the conversation and then after 11 sort of separate interactions over four different mediums so 
um, it's like the first time you may encounter this uh, a new service would be uh, on, let's say, Instagram. And then a few weeks later, you see an article on a magazine. And maybe a few weeks later, you see an ad pop up on Google. And then finally, maybe a friend of yours is maybe bought or used that service. And you're like, oh, I've followed them through this journey. And then that's when you're most likely to trust and you know, buy or even consider sort of going for that particular service. So the hardest thing at the moment and, and for a lot of people is getting the attention of the right person. Um, not, you know, like as entrepreneurs, I think the mistake I would make was like, I would think, okay, this service is applicable for everyone. Mm. Whereas the more, what I learned and the more refined our services became, what I learned and what I gained the most as an entrepreneur grew up with is, is like being very specialist in, in what you offer and to who you offer. So it's easy to get famous within a very small group of people or companies or services than it is to get go after everyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like the hardest thing is getting attention. But once you've got that attention, you know, if you've got the right intention, if your product or service is the right thing, then people will be interested in uh, taking you up. Couldn't agree more. And I think now more than ever, if you can be focusing on that, that smaller group, let's put it that way, it's still a huge amount of people typically as well. Yeah. Whereas I think traditional, if we go back 10, 15, 20 years, a traditional more focused business when you know social media wasn't really around, it, it was so much more like, let's try and target as many people as possible. Yeah. Let's have that sales phone book of a thousand numbers that our little sales guys have to call every day and you know play the numbers game and I, I think it's switched now to having the that sort of responsibility on both the the marketing and the business owners decisions to to give them that harpoon and be like actually no we're, go we're going after these specific individuals because I think it's made and forced people to offer better services it's yeah. forced people to offer things that or actually learn about things what people want which is yeah. obviously makes the world a better place if we look at it that way. Um, for you, one of my you know next questions, I guess we can put it that way, is what's next for you? What's next for the interesting content business? What's next for your your business career? Because I have no doubt you've got things in the pipeline. Uh, very good question, Stephen. Um, I would say we know our customers really well. Um, and, you know, we go after B2B businesses, uh, SaaS businesses, and we got to know them really well to the degree of, okay, if you say to me, what are your customers doing right now? I can pretty much kind of say, okay, they're probably at the desk reviewing a whole lot of emails or having conversation with someone, uh, or they're having to uh, meet their CEO and talk about targets they're going to be uh, reaching for next year. And that understanding has allowed me to think, okay, if they are interested in content, then there are other services and products that they're, they'll be interested. So we're going to be launching a whole series of um, products as well as services that is going to complement what we do. So the same person who purchases content or videos or um, the other things that we offer will be interested in a number of other things. So the next products, series of products that will be, or services or websites will be launching will be just to complement the issues and struggles our customers are going through. Um, and, you know, seeing, you know, having a lot of fun with it, actually, I think that's the thing, you know, like, um, one, exactly, you know, like, I think 
interesting content allows me and my team to actually use a part of our brain where we are being paid to come up with creative fun ideas. Yeah. And my goal as a as as the founder as well as the person who oversees all these people is to try and continue that as long as we can, have fun, you know, surround ourselves with good people. You know, like um, I think the future is more about um, having being just, you know, it's, I'm not interested in just having a one-off transaction. I'm interested in really having a relationship with mm-hmm. people where let's say, you know, a lot of our customers actually go from one company to another and they yeah. take us with them. And so it's a case of- That's the thing, I think on that, on that note right there, people want that now. They want to be with companies that know them, that get them, that understand them. They don't want to keep going through, you know, on an annual basis, finding a new company to work with and, and going through that whole process again, when actually if you can find someone like yourselves where you're building that relationship on, on so many different levels, that means that your work for, with them is gonna just be better because obviously you're getting more information from them as well about them. But they're also gonna have that much nicer and, and more relaxed sort of relationship with you to yield them better results at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, like the other thing is like, we really care about our customers in terms of, you know, we get people coming in and saying, we wanna do, we, we want your help to create a video or animation. And a lot of the times we turn them away just because we know from from a professional perspective that this isn't going to be uh, useful for them. Mm. Um, and we normally say to them, look, get these things right and then come and talk to us because you'll get more value out of it than us. And funnily enough, that's actually resulted in us getting more sales. Um, yeah, you know, people surprised. would be like, if someone comes to you and says, yeah, I want to buy, and you're like, look, we're not going to let you purchase anything from us because you're not ready. Um, it comes from the place of, okay, we have your best interests at heart. We could work with anyone we want to, but we choose to work with people who have X, Y, Z already in place. So when we do, when we do work with them, it will fly rather than, okay, here's a short-term deal. Our quarter deep quarters, um, sales figures are going to be met. Uh, let's just take this money and never see them again. It's more like, you know, especially if you got, if you care about your reputation, yeah. it's more like, okay, how do we, um, create an advocate or how do we create a customer for life or, or a contact, even if they, don't um, be, you know, it, you know, even if they don't buy from us right now, there and then, it's more like, mm. how can we just maintain this relationship? Yeah. So, I, that, yeah. I think in a in a mar- in an industry that is so incredibly noisy, having that attitude allows your customers again to earn respect with you, but also, you know, even if they do go off with another firm at least you know that they're going off with those foundations in place because yeah. i feel like from a from a consumer's point of view i think there is so much noise so i can completely understand why people are coming to you saying hey i really want to do the step 7 but they haven't done step 1 2 or 3 yet yeah. because they're probably not even aware that you have to do step 1 2 or 3 to get step 7 so yeah. kudos to you with having those values uh, i think it's so important and Obviously, it's working because, you know, you've built an incredibly successful business and you're growing. So congratulations on that. Um, I guess my final, final question has to be, are you a fan of Gary Vee or not then? <laughs> you know what? I think as a whole, Gary Vee is amazing. Um, but I think he himself has grown up and, you know, we've watched him grow from the first videos that he's put out to what it is now. I mean, who am I to be able to 
hold anything to you, hold a candle to Gary Vee. But I just think part of what his messages are and part of what his peers who are in the same kind of game are advocating is there are incredible successes and highs involved with setting up your business, uh, as any founder who may be listening will agree. Um, but also there are incredible lows that don't really get accentuated. Um, and also, you know, you've got to have a good balance. You don't want to burn yourself out yeah. and, um, and lose heart, you know, the moment you face your biggest hurdle. Yeah. Um, it's more like, you know, you just got to keep going over a long period of time. And, you know, I'm genuinely interested in get rich slow rather than instant results. You know, yeah, I want to... It's the way to be. I want to have a six-pack but I'll give myself 10 years to do it. <laughs> it's more like, you know, instant results don't exist. And yeah. even if they do, they're built on very shaky foundations. Whereas I'm interested in long-term achievable results where you don't lose your soul yeah. and you don't consume yourself. Um, and you do, you take it in your own pace and you take it one step at a time. Well, what a perfect way to finish this conversation. Um, but I do lie. I guess my final question is how can people find out more about you? Um, yeah, they could go to interestingcontent.com um, or find me on LinkedIn, uh, Sad Singh, Interesting Content. Um, and, you know, I'm more than happy to help out anyone if I can. Um, you know, like like I was saying earlier, I'm, you know, I'm in it for the long run, so we're not going to go anywhere. You know, the whole business is self-funded. And you know everything has been um, made through the hard work of myself and my colleagues. Um, you know we're independent, so we don't have any pressures to show results that will be um, incompatible with our values and what we want to do. And you know so far, Touchwood, um, you know we're in control of our destiny. Um, yeah. No, it's so great to see, and uh, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, I think I completely agree on on get rich slow. If you look at any businesses over the last hundred years that have really, you know, climbed to the top, they've done it slowly. They've done it, you know, with troubles, with struggles, uh, and it really is the only way. So, thank you for yeah. your wisdom. Oh, uh, thank well, thank you, very, thank you for saying that. Uh, thank you for having me, and um, I wish you all the best with uh, with this, and hopefully we can keep in touch. Yeah, we will. Don't you worry. Thank you so much for your time, and thanks to everyone else for watching and listening. This is the Founders 365.